This is Tom Hush with No Co Cinema here on WGM Plus. We are your guide to cinema here in the city of Chicago. Uh, so lucky to be sitting here in the beautiful Whitehall Hotel. Everything is so nice and wooden and rustic. Um, and today we're going to be doing some interviews with a director who is part of the Asian pop-up cinema. You remember we had an episode about that. Uh, I talked to Sofia Wongbaccio about that. And we wanted to take an opportunity to talk to one of the directors who's got a film playing in this festival. Uh, I'm speaking with director Raya Martin. He is from Manila in the Philippines. And he's got a film coming out here called Smaller and Smaller Circles. Now, it's based on a book of the same name. It's written by F.H. Batacan, published in 2002. And it deals with a serial killer who's leaving the bodies of young boys in a dump. And two Jesuit priests set out to try and solve those murders. So, uh, without further ado, here is... Uh, Mr. Raya Martin, how are you doing today, Raya? Good. Thanks for thanks for having me, Tom. Let's start talking about you. You were born in 1984 in Manila, in the Philippines, uh, according to IMDb, and I don't know how trustworthy that is. You already have 21 credits as a director, so you're a busy guy. And I I guess I just wanted to ask first, what was it like growing up in Manila in in the 80s and 90s? Um, what was your sense of the world there, and what was just what was it like in the Philippines at that time? Um, well, I'm a 90s kid, so uh, growing up in Manila in the 90s, is it's strange because a lot of people um, think of Filipinos as, you know, like, um, like a Latinos of Asia, but it's pretty much like, I guess, like growing up in the, in, in the U.S., like we, we, I watch a lot of TV, movies. I remember going to theaters. Um, that's the thing that I sort of miss now because we watch a lot of I don't know like streaming uh, we go see Netflix uh, for movies but um, growing up it's it's like this excitement of um, um, lining up for 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 a movie and like you you just it's it's the magic of being in a theater and that's that's one of the things that I sort of I mean like I go see movies still now like the last movie I saw was uh, uh, Crazy Rich Asians <laughs> that was that was fun but um, it's just the energy of like being in a theater in the 90s uh, growing up and seeing all these um, um, films but mostly like American films I guess so there was there was ample access to American cinema in the Philippines at that time um, can you tell me a little bit about how that colored your ideas of what America was like and uh, just your impression of Hollywood cinema, American cinema in general. Well, not a lot of people know about the um, the history of of of, of, of um, the U.S. and the Philippines. But the Philippines was a colony of of the U.S. in the early nineteenth century, and so historically, a lot of studios were actually based in the Philippines. I mean, we had. Um, uh, all these um, Hollywood studios setting up theaters, and but this was used for the war. Like they would um, process footage uh, of like going around Asia and then showing it in 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 the U.S. and then vice versa, like having a sort of like cultural exchange. Okay. So um, I guess people are used to uh, getting a lot of um, American movies uh, back then, and and. I guess the industry, the Filipino film industry, sort of is heavily influenced by by a lot of these these movies, and so I, I just have a, I guess a, 
it, there's a lot of um, similarities to, to to local movies and 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 American movies. Were there any particular movies that stood out during your youth that you were like, okay, this is amazing? Like how, you know, what was what was some of your first exposure to film, whether it's big blockbusters or whatever whatever was available to you in the Philippines? Um. I'm a well in the '90s. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of horror movies, and and I loved watching dimension films. Mm. Um, I'm a I'm a huge fan of like the Scream movies, uh, but also yes, yes. Uh, I don't know if you remember there was um, the sci-fi The Faculty. Oh, uh, yeah, Rodriguez, yeah. Or um, was... I forgot who the director was, but it's with um, Josh Hartnett. Yes, and uh, yes. and they, it's a it's it's set in a small uh, college. Uh, college town with a group of friends and they get invaded by aliens and the only way to do it was to, co- to conquer the the aliens was to to i guess beat them with some sort of powder inside a pen which was sort of like a metaphor for for drugs but i don't know like it so it, it was this kind of movies that i really enjoyed watching uh growing up that's something I've noticed, especially in younger filmmakers, is that a lot of their style and a lot of their influence does come from horror because, you know, it's it's readily available. There's so many of them to watch, and uh, horror movies really are pretty can be pretty stylish. You know, Scream is a pretty stylish movie. Um, were there what were some of the techniques or what about horror movies did you want to bring into your own filmmaking? Well, not a lot of. People also consider, especially like if you're not a, a cinephile, like if you just love going to the movies, um, you don't notice how much horror movies, especially, are very um, uh, technical. They they require a lot of craft because they they require a lot of coverage. So you shoot a lot of shots um, in order to build some sort of suspense or or thrill in the movie. Um, and so one of the things also that I remember I'm having like flashbacks growing up is there was a show in the 90s called Movie Magic that was um, uh, shown in late night TV and it would show how you do things like green screen or like shooting in um, I don't know like handheld and all these um, blood effects and prosthetics and so it was like an early way of um, exposing myself to the techniques of of horror, but also kind of demystifying the the, the process of, of filmmaking, but also kind of like making yourself excited about oh this is how they they do things like blood and like get stabbing someone and and, and, and things like that. So you, so you sort of figure out how to do it, and then I guess from there I kind of create certain scenarios and 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 build a, a story in my head on how um on what story I want to tell and then eventually know how to, how to do it with all these techniques it's a very practical approach you know you learn the technique and then you adapt the story to those techniques when did you realize that this could be your career filmmaking could be what you do um you know that in in, in every family there's this one kid who always gets to handle the camera and then the video camera like during graduations and parties and I'm that kid so I knew that I wanted to play around with um, taking photos and, 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 and taking the videos um, shooting people and, and, and 
making making up uh, scenarios and stuff. So ever since I really wanted to get into film, I wasn't able to get in right away. I took up journalism, but in in some ways it's also connected to yes. to filmmaking because it's it's um, it's telling a story um, and it's also like um, collecting. Um, information, facts, um, building some sort of um, world around it, and um, from there I was able to to eventually get into to filmmaking and practice my practice making uh, movies. And you really jumped in headfirst. Like I said, twenty one credits as a director. You know, ranging from shorts, documentary, uh, more longer pieces. I do want to get into smaller and smaller circles uh it's funny you should mention that you took up a little bit of journalism because the author of smaller and smaller circles fh badakan she is also a journalist and um the book was published in 2002 it's widely recognized as the first filipino crime novel and it's award-winning it's it's dark it really takes up the noir of the of the situation but in a very uh, Filipino way. It really engages with the Filipino culture. What first interested you about smaller and smaller circles? Had you read the book? Did you know about the book? And what brought you to that story? Well, I had read the novella, which was the original version uh, back then. I think it was published in the late 90s, early, early 2000, in the university where I uh, took up filmmaking. And so a lot of the students were talking about this because it was so different from what was um, being published in terms of, of of crime fiction, especially because it was like the first Western-style crime novel. So I think um, people related a lot to it because, you know, like people loved reading um, American authors, but it was like this sort of familiarity of seeing, knowing the locations and knowing the milieu and the characters and... but but. But in the language that's sort of uh, crossing over to this uh, popular style of literature. Um, so if you read the, if w- people always say that it's very cinematic, like if you read the, the 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 book, it feels like you're imagining you're going through a movie. And I think for for um, filmmakers, it's you just get hooked instantly. You imagine your your version of the movie, and and as soon as I read it, I was like, I. I, I want to do this movie someday. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's always good to have to find that story that you're like. I want to make this. I want to realize it in a different medium. Um, so, you did not write the script. We, there were two other two screenwriters. Uh, how did you get your hands on that script? And when you first read it, did you feel that it was a very faithful adaptation, or did it feel like it had? lost any any of the impact or any of the uh spe- like the specialness the the specificity of the original work well i must admit that um when we were putting together the 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 movie version um i was really nervous because a lot of people expect so much from the adaptation from the film adaptation because they were like big fans of of the book and so there were People people have their own versions of uh, how it's it should be translated, and so we had to really include a lot of the crucial 
uh, scenes from 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 the book. So we started off with with that. We we pretty much included all of the um, major scenes with the very important characters, and from there, like build uh, build a sort of like a a, a more appropriate um, adaptation to to a movie. Because like in the end, uh, a book is. Reading a book is really different from watching a movie because you can you can put it down and you can come back and like your your mind just wanders around. But in a movie, you need to really be in one line. You have to like get into the world and finish it in in an hour and a half or so. So it was like an eventual process of of taking things out and putting things back in and like sticking to the characters, which is basically. Um, the two priests, uh, which is the lead characters of, of, of the book, of the story. Speaking of the priests, um, I find that to be one of the most interesting facets of the book. Uh, the Philippines is one of the largest Catholic populations on Earth. Um, very, it's very important to the culture. And, you know, having two Jesuit priests as the leads in this, and being the investigators, as it were, uh, it made me curious, how did you approach having two priests be the leads of a crime novel you know they're looking for a murder you know this isn't uh this isn't jack ryan in clear and present danger these are two two jesuit priests um and how did you balance it with the catholic culture that exists within the philippines well the 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 character of the two priests also um it's interesting but also there's some weird humor in in thinking of two priests taking over uh Investigating a crime, so it's like imagining uh, this kind of like exciting—I uh, don't know—like adventure of like finding a killer and, and and grabbing all these like evidence around the city, but with two priests and and there's there's really like a it's there's also like a a, a dark comedy to it, right? Um, so that that for me like breaks the the seriousness to to taking on this like very serious um spiritual philosophical role that people normally expect on 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 papers like oh you see two priests maybe they 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 they, they talk about like spirituality all the time but actually they're just normal people and especially like jesuits the they're the more um I guess liberal, right. um, open-minded uh, type of um, priests that we have, and, and and you can imagine the the reality of having a, a forensic anthropologist uh, finding a finding a, a killer mm-hmm. happening in real life. Um, so it's it's from there we kind of just put ground them in in in, in different. Um, I guess situations. Um, one another thing that the author um, specifically said was when she was writing the story, she imagined smelling it. Um, she thought that Manila was a city of smells, and so that was also like another thing that I had to consider uh, in in in. Approaching this yeah. this this <laughs> strange story, yes. yeah, because it's it's not presented in smell vision, you know. The, this it's interesting that that's her, uh, you know, her feeling of Manila because everybody's got a sensory sort of thing, you know. Chicago, a lot of people see the visuals with the architecture, especially and the the ideas of the river and uh, 
and Lake Michigan and everything like that. So how did you did you did you try to get that smell into it by through visually? Like how did you get the smell of Manila into the film? Well, the the experiment there is to combine the visuals with the sound, and so I guess um, creating this like uh, atmospheric mood of of the of of the movie kind of like go through the dark alleys but also suggest kind of uh, grittiness to 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 like being in the dark in the middle of nowhere being surrounded by um, cemented alleyways and and you sort of like see maybe like flies infesting the city and you kind of just imagine and just just for example like hearing flies around you kind of uh, suggest a, a visceral uh, smell to 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 um, bodies, I guess, yeah. like dead bodies uh, floating around the city. Did you ever get the chance to meet Miss Badakan? Did she? Did you get to talk to her about the movie? And um, has she had the opportunity to see it? Well, we were in touch before we started shooting. While while um, we were collaborating with the screenwriters. And she was actually there on set, um, visiting in a couple of scenes. And for me, it was like I, it, it made me really nervous because you know she would point out certain things. I well later on she would reveal that she was also nervous being on the set because she would see how her story, the the, the story that she wrote a couple of years ago, is now right in front of her. So I guess it's, it it was also an overwhelming experience for her. But for me, it's it's the author, it's the actual author who that I'm trying to I don't know like um, um, physicalize her 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 world. So um, what she would point out like certain um, details in, in in the movie and 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 but just tell how she thought of it while while writing the story. So that was like nervous, yeah. Um, if you don't mind me asking, did you yourself grow up Catholic? And um, did you try to bring that perspective to the characters of the priests and kind of the uh, overall ad- adaptation of the novel? Um, I I grew up. Uh, I went to a private Catholic school run by nuns, so. We were they were very strict, and we had yes. like a lot of um, religion uh, classes, and and I was very active also in some ways, like going to retreats and being sent to all these like um, um, I guess like sp- they call it like spiritual spiritual vacations, um, and it was an emotional time for me. I don't know, like when you're young and and you meet different people talking about. Uh, certain spiritual ideas that you're, you, you, it really gets to you, um, but also at the same time you start to get question certain things, like why um, uh, things things are the way they are, and usually these organized religions, especially um, the Catholic Church, are quite strict about being questioned. So I, I would get into arguments with with my religion yeah. teacher, and and but it was nice, like it. So there's this like conflicting thing that 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 that. That, that I had um, growing up that I guess ended up in somewhere uh, being somewhere in the movie okay. um, dealing with this story it's it's pretty dark subject matter um, we're talking about a serial killer the deaths of children um, and a lot of uh, questions of what can be done about it who is going to be uh, the moral arbiter um, and 
how we can deal with such darkness in this in, in a in a society, in a country, in a world. Did it ever affect you? Did you ever have a day on set where you were filming this, tell me, telling this story, and you felt overwhelmed by what you had to shoot? I guess the... I would say like a safety net for the emotional approach to, to directing the material was that we were also thinking of it as a genre so it's it's it kind of like downplays a lot of the heaviness of 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 the material um because you sort of think of it in in terms of tropes or characters um um but you know once in a while you, you start to see for example like when 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 we had the 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 dead body well it's a it's a it's a prosthetic um the first time that we had it in in the morgue set um it was pretty emotional like it's you you kind of see a a, a, uh well it's fake but it's a it's a kid you know it's a it's a it's a mutilated body of a dead of a dead kid and and you know like people were setting it up setting it up as if it were um just a just you know like a like a toy, yeah, and then you sort of realize how thin the line is between life and death, and 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 how we really are, um, how life is transitory. Like that, that, that this physical body uh, is just here for you know, like for for a certain period of, of of time, and then we kind of move on as you know. I don't know how how. You, you you see life, but like as spirits or like as energies, and and so um, yeah, there's there's a, I guess like um, it becomes uh, sometimes on set like a, a philosophical uh, moment. Yeah. Well, film is very good for that. It's right. very good to explore so many different um, moods and feelings and questions about you know things are not just about physical crime but also the metaphysical you know what is what is the value of life what happens when um a member of our society that's considered so innocent so pure is subjected to such uh subjected to such horror and um i'm really i'm i i personally love the crime genre i love the noir genre uh were there any particular stories or films um television shows that you wanted to take influence from or looked at when you were approaching the story of smaller and smaller circles, both when you were actually shooting it and also adapting the story into and using those those kind of tropes you talked about, that genre that you talked about? Um, one of really the biggest uh, uh, influence while we were doing the movie was, was um, Fincher's Seven. Um, well, because there's it's it's such a it's such a big movie from from the '90s. I think there's 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 nobody who ha- who has not who loves this this genre that has not seen that movie. Um, but there's also something about uh, the characters in in Seven um, that 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 shows the 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 weak side of of, of investigators that. That you don't normally get in 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 other um, crime materials, like in crime stories. You know, like usually you, you you go through the motions of 
of finding out who did it and 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 become successful and 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 they always catch the killer and then and that's it but um it's always like this from from the movie it's like being outsmarted by 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 a villain and 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 in some ways like just questioning um characters questioning why they're doing it and 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 almost like that the feeling of like not being able to solve it is is actually the the part where um makes what makes it more interesting than 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 being successful at solving the the, the mystery yeah i i think um i have not i'll admit i have not had a chance to watch this i'm going to be watching it tonight smaller and smaller circles i'm very excited but just from reading up on the story itself reading excerpts from the book and watching uh the trailer which is a spectacular trailer definitely sells you on it uh it seems like it does have those notes of seven in it where it's not so much about the the mystery is there that's what hooks you but it's not about catching the killer it's about what you lose along the way in that process and i think that's what makes it such an exciting um crime film is and what's got me so excited to see it is that if it's got a, an extra layer of darkness and an extra layer of emotion and character, and those characters are what's key to keeping people interested in a film. Um, I wanted to jump into the greater idea of Filipino cinema. Um, I, I'm gonna guess that a lot of people that are coming to this have coming to the screening tonight have never seen or maybe don't realize that they've seen a Filipino made film um, they might have zero cultural context for the culture of the Philippines um, its history especially with the US as you mentioned what do you want people who see smaller and smaller circles to understand about Filipino cinema or take away? from uh, watching a Filipino film? One of the things that's really hard to characterize is um, the idea of a Filipino identity. And especially in movies, um, it's hard to... I guess it's hard to encapsulate because there's a lot of of styles um, that have have come out of, of Philippine cinema. And... Um, it's it's not only now that we've had um, a great golden age of, of movies. Um, Filipino cinema was also huge back in the 70s uh, when all these filmmakers were going to festivals and um, uh, even Roger Corman uh, producing movies in in the Philippines and 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 distributing them. Uh, Maybe in limited uh, releases in, in in the U.S., but also going back in the '40s and '50s, there were there was also a a big wave of all these like classic black and white studio made Filipino movies that were also like uh, genre films, but in some ways are very peculiar in in mood and in, in notes and and I think that's what is fascinating for me is that it's something whenever I see a, a local movie, a Filipino movie um, in some ways it, it kind of brings out my love for 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 watching a, a, a classic Hollywood movie but in like a weird way um, it's like it speaks to me in a specific way but also it's a whole history of, 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 of the movies which 
which has also its roots in American filmmaking in American industry um, if you watch smaller and smaller circles tonight it's um, you will also notice that um, a huge portion of the, the characters speak in a mix of Filipino and English and that's also uh, one of the big things that people will notice is that the, the language is um, the language connects you to um, the the sameness of uh, of um, the Filipinos and, and American culture. Yeah. Well, and it's very exciting because um, there's just there's so much there, and and just in general with the Asian pop up cinema, it's really an opportunity for people to engage not just with different styles of filmmaking, different stories, but different cultures. They can put themselves in a seat and for hour and a half, two hours, they can just get a snippet of how other people see the world. Um, I guess I just want to close on this. Now, as I've mentioned before, you are a fairly young filmmaker, you know, uh, but you've got so much under your belt. You've done so many, so many things uh, in so many different ways. What do you think has changed for you as a filmmaker from your first short which i believe was uh, just a little six minute conversation how has things changed from this that six minute conversation to this now fully produced high quality crime drama <laughs> well i want to keep it young yeah, yeah. i still want to <laughs> i want to be a young filmmaker for the rest of my life um but uh I guess looking back at the films that I've made, I I realize that there's this there's really this responsibility of of, of of being a filmmaker and showing images that that that, that talk to everyone, and I like how um, now I'm able to shoot a movie that has that 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 is based on a very relevant material, and it, it sort of mirrors the way the the, the the, the world is, is is working now and is happening now and and I want to be part of that conversation and, and it's important to be to 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 open up uh, certain topics and issues and 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 really be engaged with what's happening to the world and I think that's 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 one of the things that um, that 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 I feel like has matured in me is that from 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 just being really interested in in, in making movies before I'm I'm, I'm trying to be part of, of of a conversation with 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 people with the rest of of the world because it's really the the, the culture of, of of watching movies like you go to a theater and you you want to be um, elsewhere for a moment but also like you go out and you you start to connect it to to what's happening now and what the filmmaker wants to wants wants to say so in some ways it's, it's an escape but also it's it's also a very grounding experience, a cinematic experience. And, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Raya Martin, director of Smaller and Smaller Circles. Uh, again, 21 credits as a director, and I can't wait to see 21 more. I think it's going to be great. Raya Martin, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Tom, for having me.